Hey everybody, I'm Dr. Andy Rourke and this is the Uncharted Podcast. Guys, I got really big stuff coming up November 14th and 15th. The Stephanie Goss and I are doing a two-day team communication intensive course. That's right. It's two full days. We are going to do a communication uh, assessment on you. We are going to teach you how to do one on your team. We use the DISC assessment. Uh, I, I use it. I teach it. I like it. Uh, I use it in exam rooms. Um, we use it uncharted. So we're going to run you through that and then how to uh, use it with your team. We are going to talk about giving feedback, having hard conversations, and we are going to talk about uh, staff meetings and how to have awesome staff meetings that leverages the information that we're giving you. So if you want to have better staff meetings, if you want to be able to talk to your team more effectively, if, and this is a big one, if you want your team to talk to each other more effectively so they're not coming to you with everything, we got you covered. Head over to unchartedvet.com and uh, click on upcoming events and you will find find uh, more information about what we have coming. We'll also put a link directly to this workshop in the show notes. That's November 14th and 15th. On the 18th, I'm training your staff. That's right. Andy Rourke, staff training, charming the angry client. If your people are dealing with angry people and they have not had any professional training on how to handle angry clients, I got you covered. It's going to be a 90-minute live session, uh, come with audio and video capabilities because we are going to talk to each other. We're going to use real-world examples. I'm going to have them actually work on some stuff. Uh, it is going to be super engaged. You have never seen your people come back as uh, as fired up as you will see them come back from this, uh, from any sort of webinar. It's just, they're just not comparable. We are workshopping it. So workshop training, that is November the 18th. It's a Wednesday. I'll put a link for that in the show notes as well. You guys will be all set to go. I'd love to see uh, leaders on the 14th and 15th, uh, your team, your staff, your doctors, anybody who might deal with angry clients, come and see my jam on November 18th. Like I said, 90 minutes long. I'm going to teach you. Uh, I use the David Al model of organizational response, and that's what I'm going to teach you. It really is worth the time. And with that, let's get into this episode. And now, the Uncharted Podcast. This episode of the Uncharted Veterinary Podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at VCP. You're like, what's that VCP? VCP is veterinary care plans. Guys, VCP helps you connect with clients and get pets the best care possible. Now more than ever, pet owners need help budgeting so they can afford pet care. We see this. We see people struggling to pay for treatment. VCP care plans are a great way to approach this. It's about having a wellness plan, breaking up payments over the long term so that people aren't hit with one big bill. I really love it. I think it's the future. VCP is the leader in preventative care plans. They also have a neat little feature we're going to talk about that enables practices to offer chronic disease plans so we can help even more pets. VCP's primary goal is to enable care through affordable monthly payment programs that build client loyalty and improve pet health, all while supporting a healthy practice. Listen to this episode, check it out, and learn more at vcp.vet. That's vcp.vet. And we are back. It's me and Stephanie. Know the plan, Goss. That's a good one. I like it. How's it going, Andy? It's super fitting. Man, it's great. Guys, we have got, uh, we have got, our friend Bob Richardson from VCP today, because I want to talk wellness plans. This is a, a I think I'm a huge fan of wellness plans. I've been talking about wellness plans for about a decade. 
Uh, I, I think this is a big part of where we need to go as an industry in all, in, a, in all seriousness and all candor. I'm a huge fan of wellness plans. Uh, VCP does wellness plans. They do them well. I, uh, we're going to get, we got Bob in today and I want to talk through wellness plans and how they work and the details and the headaches and all the things that people are concerned about with getting them set up. And let's just break this thing down and yeah, make I- it a tool. I think we've been having a lot of conversation in the Uncharted community and, and in some of the manager groups that I've been in. And Bob, I'm I'm curious to see if things are off the charts uh, busy-wise for you guys because there are a lot of practices, um, especially since everything happened this spring with COVID, that have started talking about, okay, I've been thinking about this for a while. I've been on the fence. And now I am looking at ways to usually do one of two things, get more clients in the door. Um, and keep things going, right? Or we're so busy, we don't know what to do with ourselves. But we have a lot of clients who are really concerned about cost and money. And so there are clinics looking at, well, what can we do to um, try and make our care that we normally provide to our clients? And and we're talking about our, our good clients who are regulars, but who are worried about money right now. And so I think those are the two main points of the conversation that I've seen. And I'm curious to see how things have been for you guys since everything kind of kicked off this spring with COVID. We track uh, nationwide statistics for about, we're about 2000 practices in 47 states. So pretty good geographical mix. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had pet owners in about 50% of you have zip codes. So when we do our analytics, we got a pretty good coverage. And uh, we saw wellness kind of dip to about 65% of historical sign-up rates in uh, uh, last week of March, first first week of April. Mm-hmm. But then it's steadily been climbing. And in the June timeframe, it actually was exceeding the pace at which it was pre-COVID, which yeah. kind of leads to believe that, hey, people are signing up more and more. Um, we were worried about renewal rates. Uh, the renewal rates uh, actually went the opposite way. The renewal rates actually got a little bit better. Um, missed payment rates stayed kind of just the way they normally do. And so uh, analytically, it says, hey, people like them. Yeah. Um, we actually very quickly introduced curbside signup and self-signup on the website um, literally within in late March because we saw it and we said, hey, this is going to be a must. Sure. And we'd had it from for a different reason, but we actually immediately made that available to our practices. And a couple of things that does is it helps you kind of get people to check people in and out efficiently, which kind of took a little bit of that worry off that, hey, now mm-hmm. I get more paperwork to do and things like that. Now it can all be done curbside off their cell phone. Um, it also allows people at night when they're kind of going through budgets and looking, hey, am I going to afford this? Uh, going through social media to go directly to the website of the practice and sign up right there. And so instead of them having to kind of remember to call you the next day, we try to do that. But we've definitely seen um, an increase in the ask for them um, since, since the whole COVID thing. And I think it's just as, as I don't think anyone's coming out of this with more money. I'm pretty right. sure everyone, someone's <laughs> coming at the end, you're coming out with less money somehow. And so we're pretty sure affordability of care, which was an issue before, is going to be a greater issue on the back end of this. Yeah, so let's let's go back to the beginning because usually when Andy and I start talking, we start talking about headspace. And when he and I were talking about why do we want to talk about wellness plans, I thought, well, 
what better answer to that than why are clinics asking about wellness plans? And I think um, for me in the conversation that I have had with other managers of other practices, because we have wellness plans um, in my practice. And so I often talk to other clinics who are looking at starting it in theirs. Um, and there's a couple of things that we're, we're seeing, right? The the money thing is a, a big concern for people. Um, and I think that that's a big piece of it, but I think that there's a couple of other things that are also happening that, that fall right in line with what Andy and I have talked about previously on the podcast, which is that, um, we have a lot of people that are home with their pets all the time. And so we're seeing a couple of things happen, right? We're seeing a lot of new pets. So we have tons of puppies and kittens. And so when people come in they're they're thinking about well, what do I need for this pet for their, the beginning of their life, but also thinking about it kind of in terms of planning for that. We also have a lot of chronic illness pets that we were seeing frequently before, but now their owners are in front of them all day long and they're hyper-concerned. And so I don't know about you, Andy, but we have been seeing a ton of those kind of cases in the clinic where uh, they were coming in before, but now they're they're in constantly or where they weren't um, coming in regularly before, but now since they're home with their owners all day, someone is paying attention to them and it's like, okay, now I need to get them in and get them, get them taken care of. Oh yeah. The itching is a whole lot like bigger deal when you're <laughs> yeah. there to see it all day long, which I think is a yeah. good thing for pets that people are, are like there to be like, okay, we have to fix this. Uh, so I, I think that that's true. The, um, the frequent visits I, I think are a big deal. I think a lot of practices have been trapped. So, so one of the reasons I, I really like wellness plants and I, I'm, I've been big on them for a long time is because I think that there's this great freedom in just saying to people, come back and let's do a recheck exam. Come back and let me look at this. Yep. Yeah. And and I, I, there have been times that I felt trapped because I know what our sort of recheck exam uh, is. And I, I want to see them. But also, if I was the pet owner, I wouldn't really want to pay $50 for a vet to tell me everything is okay. And you know, and, and the, the wellness plans are a way that work for everybody where I, as the vet, can feel like, hey – I'm getting paid for my time and the client has felt like, Hey, I'm getting to take advantage of the services. And so they come in for these quick little, Hey, uh, let's have a peek. Everything looks good sort of visits. I, I just think, um, I think that we offer better care. And the other thing is from a relationship standpoint, right? Like we know that one of the big things that bonds clients to our practices is familiarity. The more times that they come into our building, the less likely they are to change vets because they know us and they see us. And so wellness, like this is one of, the, one of my things with, with wellness plans is there's all of these hidden benefits that really come to the surface. And so we get them in, we get them on the regular, especially if they're sort of having these uh, rechecks, you know, things that they maybe in the past wouldn't have come in for. Now they're coming in. They feel good about it. We feel good about it. You build that relationship. So we're setting ourselves up for the, for the long term and it, it lets us just do the work. And, and I think that most of us, we paid. Mostly we just want to do the work. And so I, I think that that, um, I think that's fantastic. The other thing is I just, um, people are weird about money. And I think we, we all know this, right? And it's like, um, they, we go with this fight with them all the time to be like, okay, the bill is going to be $300. And they go, oh, that's terrible. Oh, ow. And, and I get it. I, I totally get it. But if we have done a wellness plan, they don't even think about that money, you know, and, and, and I'll give you a, an example is when pet owners come in and I think everybody in practice has seen this, they come in and you do an exam for, you know, $50 or whatever. And they're like, Oh, that costs more than seeing my doctor. 
And you go, <laughs> dude, you pay a thousand dollars a month yeah. in, <laughs> in 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 health insurance. You know what I mean? But they don't see that. All they see is the twenty dollar copay. And I don't know why people's brains work that way, but it does. And so just the freedom of getting them onto a regular payment, you know, where, where that, it's just like that stuff goes away in their mind. And then when you say, Hey, we need to book this other procedure. We need to do this other thing. And they're like, Oh, well, I'm not paying anything for today. So I'll just add that. And I don't exactly know why our brains work that way, but I think most of us can agree that that is totally true and how they work. And so those are the things that I really look at enviously in, um, in wellness plans. Bob, what can you maybe talk through um, for any of our listeners who are like, well, I, I've heard of wellness plans. I kind of get the general concept, but really like this was something I had to wrap my head around when we started them in our practice. Like what, what are they? Are they insurance? Are they payment plan? Like what, what is, what are they and what's the point of them? Yeah. So, so what's interesting is that, you know, the, the concept was kind of pioneered by a, a large chain that kind of had a very, you know, very fixed model. Um, it was very much around basic wellness care and a little more on the commodity side. It wasn't really, you know, known to be kind of like a specialty sort of plan. It was like, hey, let's get some care to a lot of pets. Mm-hmm. And um, very, very, very good, um, heavily discounted, things like that. And so the first thing that a lot of practices struggle with is, hey, I don't want to discount our services. And so when they're looking at their plans, they're saying, well, hey, I don't want to put anything in there that I don't want to discount. And so the first thing we dispel is, hey, you don't have to discount. You know, uh, there's another large chain that is uh, definitely full service specialty, things like that, that charges probably 60, 70 percent more than than the more the commodity one. And all of our independent practices charge, you know, they, they typically do retail divided by 12 and the discount is um the fact that you're spreading it over 12 months and the extra right. examples as you said. And so then it comes down to, well, what do I want to put in this plan? And so once we kind of say, hey, the good news is whatever you're putting in this plan, you're not discounting, you know, or you're doing a very, very small amount. So let's not mm-hmm. worry about that. Let's put that aside. And now what do you want to put in the plan? Mm-hmm. And so we start off with um, preventive care protocols of the practice. And we like to make sure it maps straight to what the doctors want to do, what the staff feels is right. And so part of it, we, a lot of times we work with practices to say, Hey, do you have written preventive care protocols? Cause if you do, then we're just, we can just pretty much create your plans. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. practices do, some practices don't, um, but that's kind of where it starts. Um, what we bring to the table that's a little different are, is a concept called options and options. You, you're just now seeing some of the larger guys trying to do them there, but they're very limited because they're trying to do something for 800 hospitals. Ours is every hospital to be completely unique and we're mm-hmm. fine with that. And so like on an adult canine plan, common options are microchips, spay-neuter, parasiticides, dental, um, influenza. There's, there's a bunch of things that you can do to kind of tailor the plan to the pet and a couple of things that does. And, and, and you ultimately, the practice knows, hey, what is it that my community tends to want to do or what do we want to do? We want more dental. Mm-hmm. We, we'd love to see more adult pets spayed or neutered, right? Mm-hmm. And so we, the, the key there is, hey, let's create that plan so people can add the options and one of the critical things with the options is there, there is a provider that does it, but they don't let you do it up front. The downside of only being able to do it up front is that you have to talk to the parent and say, hey, you got to make all your decisions right now. Right. And that's an uncomfortable place to put the pet owner because they're like, well, I don't know if I want to add a $40 a month dental on this thing, right? So our model has always been since the beginning is, hey, sign up for what you need today. You can always add this stuff in the middle. 
and just take care of it then. Now, the math around mm-hmm. that and adjusting payments, you know, you need to have software to do that because it'd be a nightmare. So right. part of it is when you're building the plan is, hey, just know that you can start off with a core basic plan. You can always add stuff later. Your pet owner is going to always add stuff later because the software kind of knows what to do. And so that kind of takes a little bit of that pressure off of, I got to get the right um, plan right out of the gate. So how, how, does that, how does that work? So Bob, like, so I got, so, so let's just say, let's take a, um, uh, let's just take a, let's take a seven-year-old golden retriever, right? Uh, so a healthy seven-year-old golden retriever, uh, we're running a, 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 a payment plan. Uh, this seven-year-old, they start on the, on the regular wellness plan. Well, this it's time to clean this dog's teeth, right? It's got some gingivitis. It's got dental tartar, uh, seven years old, never had his teeth cleaned before. It's time to get that done. And so I say to him, hey, uh, we need to get these teeth cleaned. Uh, how, how do they add a dentistry that's spread out over 12 months on in the middle when I'm saying right now, hey, we need to do this? Like, how, how does that work? And I guess my, my, my overall question, I know this probably comes up all the time, is, and I know a lot of people have this, Everybody sort of catastrophizes and imagines getting screwed over. And you see, so you're like, what, what if I do this, this wellness plan and, these, and then I do this dental and then they cancel the plan or they skip town? Like, like, so, so walk me through that. How do they add this in the middle? And then how do I just – how do I know I'm, I'm not going to just get taken by, yeah. you know, with, with, with letting them spread costs over 12 months? And then I'm doing the senior blood work and the dentistry right up front. Yeah, and, and that's a great that that is probably one of the most common questions we get from veterinary owners is, hey, how do I not make sure I'm not going to just get ripped off? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll kind of pr- approach it from two from two angles, actually probably from three angles. So, um, the first thing is when you add it in midstream, the software says, hey, if there's six months left for this first year, I'm going to prorate the cost over six months, and then when it renews, I'm going to reprorate it over twelve months. You don't have to do anything. All the paperwork's generated. You have a, you have a document. It tells the again. We're the only ones that do this part, um, but it, it's going to. And you need to do that because you need to give them a paper that says, "Hey, your your payment was the X. Now it's going to be Y for the next six months, and then it's going to be Z when we kind of reprorate everything for twelve months." Um, and if you don't have that, then it's it's people generally don't do it because it's awkward and it's 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 complicated. Sure. So we we just always said, "Hey, that's just the way it has to work." Um, the other thing that we kind of pull into that, and, and you brought up a really good example on dental, is um, the the dental is great, and all the marketing says it's dental cleanings only. Um, but I can tell you, uh, with with with, uh, it, it's not uncommon to have a pet owner say, "Hey, what do you mean? There's like four hundred dollars extra for extractions?" And you're like, "Well, you had dental cleaning, not dental extractions." So one of the things that we have the ability to do is to actually blend things like extractions into the plan as well giving them a short-term payment plan through the remainder of the year, and then those wouldn't renew. And then software is smart enough to say, obviously, you don't renew extractions, you renew the, the, the cleaning. So we have the ability to kind of solve that, and that's one of the tricky parts about dental is it's not just the cleaning. There's other stuff that comes up. Well, and I think that that, that part of it um, was was huge for us, and it's been interesting to me to see how this whole process has worked doing plans in our clinic. And because we, my doctors and myself, had some of the same concerns that Andy did, which was, okay, we've got um, we've got a very large client base that has traditionally been recommended uh, dental care. But uh, the client education piece of it was not as strong as as it is for us now. And so we had a lot of clients who 
didn't get dentals. And what uh, we found was now for us, it's become such an incredibly powerful tool to be able to help clients um, not have to think about the price factor and think about why the dental is needed um, because we have an option to talk about money for them. Whereas before when we were talking about dentistry and we were seeing, you know, horrible <laughs> grade four sewer mouths and we had to put together a treatment plan and we were like, you know, this could be upwards of $2,000 to potentially do full mouth extractions for your pet. That is in a lot of pain and a lot of discomfort because the disease is so bad. They focused on the money piece of it because our, our options for a really long time in practice were we, we take cash check visa MasterCard and, you know, we had care credit, but even care credit in a shorter term payment option, like so many veterinary practices use it, um, is still hard for owners. Like I, I know me, if I, if I had taken my pet in and I had a severe dental disease uh, and they told me it was going to be $2,000, I would say, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. I have to really think about it. And so for us, it has been amazing to, to be able to talk to owners and say, okay, here's what we're concerned about. We have this option. We have the ability to spread the cost out over 12 months. And for a lot of those owners, it has taken the money piece of it out. And really we have found the, not only the compliance and acceptance rate for dentistry has gone up, but the la the understanding that owners have and the ability for them to focus in the exam room, which Andy, you know, is, is so hard, right? When we have an owner in a room and we're talking about a high end procedure often we're only getting a fraction of their attention span. And so I, I have found that having the ability to look beyond wellness, beyond the $200 annual visit, which is how a lot of clinics start with wellness plans. It's like, you know, we want, we want to look at our wellness care. And so many people think that that's where it has to stop. And I love how you guys and more and more people who offer wellness plans, whether they're doing it themselves or they're working with a partner like BCP are starting to think, what does whole pet care look like in our practice? And that's yep. why I love what you said, Bob, about what is our standard? What do our doctors believe? And starting there. Yeah, staying on dentistry. Because, I mean, Dental Health Month is going to be on top of us in no time. Like, honestly, now is the time to start making plans and talking to our team about it. Um, so dentistry is probably, as a profession, I'll just, gonna, I'll just say it. I think that we're coming up short on dentistry more than anything else that we do as far as taking care of pets. And I'm not criticizing our people because I'm with you, man. I'm brothers and sisters. I, I am with, I'm with you. It, it's, it's a hard sell, you know, to convince people to put down. I, I, just yesterday, I talked to that golden retriever I was just telling you about. And <laughs> I mean, seriously, you know, yeah. and uh, it's like grade two dental disease. And I'm talking to her, and she's like, how's this going to cost? And I was like, yeah, it's like 500 bucks if there's no attractions. And I, you know, and, and she goes, oh, um, you know, it, it, it is a hard sale. You know, I think a lot of times when we think about this and the way we talk about it, I think we talk about the grade four sewer mouth pets and like breaking that cost up over these months. My hypothesis, and Bob, I'm, I'm going to put this to you in a second. My hypothesis is if you can take the grade one and two dental cleanings and split them up over 12 months, yeah. suddenly they're not so uh, so scary or so hard to get people to buy into. Yep. Man, I do grade one and two dental cleans all day long. And yes. ultimately, I stay busy. It's good for the practice, but it's good for the pets. It's really good for the pets. And they, you know, they live longer and, and they're healthier and they have their teeth and they don't have pain. And, and, and the pet owners save money because we're not doing these, 
you know, $1,200 dental procedures. So, so Bob, let, let me, let me put that to you. What do you see, or do you have data kind of on compliance once people go on to wellness plans? Like th- things like dentistry, things like blood work, uh, it, can, any numbers to sort of back up the idea that once we get people onto plans, they're going to, to take better care of their pets? Yeah, actually, we do. Um, I, I actually work a lot very closely with our data analytics team, and we do a tremendous amount of analytics. I mean, we've, we've had over a million pets in the system. Um, I can tell you that 65% of all pets had dental on their plan. Um, and that number is a little skewed because some of the practice, it's a longer story, but there was a group of practices that don't offer dental. Um, and so that actually kind of skewed it. So it's probably closer to 70%. Um, so it's a super high number. And, and I think you've kind of hit on it is people are like, hey, this is a great way to spread this. I know the doctor has been telling me I need to do it. I just, you know, there's always something staying in the way of $500. Yeah. New tires, Christmas, birthdays, yeah. soccer clubs, you know, all that. And so being able to kind of fit that in is key. And I think the thing that, that we focused on was kind of that, okay, well, when, because you're going to find stuff, right? I mean, hopefully it's not too often, but when you do, how do you how do you kind of address that? And, and no one likes to hear, hey, there's an extra um, thing I've got to do. But if you're going to tell them that and say, hey, but the good news is we actually have the way to kind of spread this over the remaining payments this year. Um, we found that that actually really seems to make them feel like, okay, hey, great. And they actually, you're saying stuff, they actually start to listen to you again. Mm-hmm. Because now they're not focusing on, okay, where do I have money that I can pull to get this? They're actually listening to what you're telling them. Um, yeah, uh, Andy, I think your point was totally spot on in it. And Bob, your your numbers make sense. And I will say just anecdotally in my own practice, we hardly did any preventative dentistry before we started doing wellness plans um, because w- it, it, for the exact reason you said, Andy, it's really hard when it's not that bad to get someone who's thinking about snow's coming. I got to put tires on my car or I've got, you know, I've got to pay for kids sports stuff or Christmas is coming. It's hard to get them to prioritize over those things when it's not so bad. And so we have seen the numbers of preventative dentistries, those one twos skyrocket since, since introducing wellness plans into the clinic because they're like, Oh, I could do that and not have to pay for it today okay. <laughs> like it just like, and yes. I was, I was amazed at how easily that conversation converted for, um, the, the members of our team, sometimes even before they got into the exam room, sometimes that conversation starts with the front desk. And before they even walk into the room, they're like, I want the plan. And the doctors now, instead of thinking about, okay, I have to come up with a, B and C because I don't know what their response is. The doctors get to walk into the room and think, I'm just going to offer A and not think about the others until I have to. Whereas before, so many of us have spent so long training our brains to think about, well, I'm going to offer my A plan first, but I should have B and C and D in my pocket because I never know what the owner's going to say, right? I mean, Andy, you know what that's like to go into a room and have that conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um yeah, no, I, yeah, and I think that's some, um, we, we kind of call it, you know, you, you want to avoid negotiating compliance, right? Right. And, and, and that's really kind of what you're faced with is the, is the penner's going, can I do two teeth instead of the four? Can I do, you know, right. and, and it's like, well, <laughs> no, <laughs> and and you, and you feel for them, right? Because you're going, you know, they don't have it. 
um, and they want to do it, but they just yeah. can't. And so I think that the, and a big part of these plans is peace of mind. If you look at the original Bayer study, it was 48% of respondents wanted monthly payments, 40% wanted peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And so people want to do the right thing and it's the right same with dental. They want, they, once they understand, Hey, it's an issue, um, then they're going, well, I don't really want this brewing, but I also don't have the money or I, I'm struggling. And so it really kind of, and, and actually it, it makes them even more loyal, right? Because they're going, Hey, thank you for helping me find a solution that works. Um, and I did want to touch on the bad debt thing that you were talking about, because it is a concern that a lot of people go, it's like, well, Hey, if I do this, how do I know I'm not going to get you know, taken on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, so the good news is, like I said, we've had over a million pets in the system. Um, something that Unique does is we actually run all the mispayment management for all of our customers. And we have software that fixes a bunch of things. And our call center actually tracks down people and gets your money. And so our, our practices don't have to do anything. The good thing, and we're the only ones that do that. Um, the good thing about that is, is that gives us a lot of data too. So mm-hmm. we can say, hey, how off, How long is it taking to get people current? Um, how many people default? And so when we look at default, we don't look at count. We say if, if you bill $100,000 as a practice and you collected 98000 that means you have a 2% bad debt rate, right? And so when our practice, when we work with you on those plans, like you're talking about, Stephanie, on defining them and, and pricing them, one of the things that we calculate in is a bad debt rate. And we're going to say, hey, if you gross up the price of your plan by 2% in this example, so maybe you have a $50 plan. So if I add a dollar a month, I basically have a bad debt reserve. It's kind of like a bank, but you know we don't right. say it like that because everyone's like, well, that sounds complicated. You're like, well, it's really not. You're just basically setting a so you know that built into the price of your plan is a default rate so that everyone sleeps a little better at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for us, we actually have a routine at the end of the first year that runs against your actuals and gives you your actual default rate. And so we, it, the good news is it doesn't happen that often, um, but you don't get in a hundred cents on the dollar. I mean, that's just not right. true. Right. Um, and so our plan is if I can tell you exactly what it is and you build it into the plan, then you're actually netting out even at the end of the year. Well, and I think from the manager perspective, having been the one that prior to having wellness plans was the one looking at overall accounts receivable. I mean, I think about how many times, you know, a, a doctor like you, Andy, would have to come to me and say, okay, I have this, I have this client, I have this patient, they need this, you know, it's really sick. I would really like to do some in-house blood work. They can't pay for it. Can they pay us later? And then you have those accounts receivables sitting out there. Our overall accounts receivables has gone down dramatically since introducing wellness plans into the practice because we have a lot more of those clients who would have become incidental bad debt previously who are able to say, well, I can't afford to pay you $200 all at once or $300 at at once, but I can spread that out over 12 months and I can make a $40 a month payment or a $60 a month payment. And so I think that um, that for me, when I sat down and kind of looked at the numbers and looked at the idea of um, building bad debt planning into it, it made so much sense. And it took a lot off my plate, both from an anxiety level as manager, as well as um, a financial level, because the overall debt went down. Yeah. When we start talking about the the finance part of it, let's go ahead and bring up the other thing that comes up a lot. You know, we've got a lot of practices that pay their doctors on production or production Mm -hmm. compensation and things like that. Well, how how does, um, how does this, how, how does the VCP payment plan factor in with with doctor compensation, right? Like, um, 
there's going to be there's there's going to be a lot of uh, questions about that. So uh, at any hospital, walk me through how how most practices do that. Yeah. So the 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 first thing to do is again, if you're heavily discounting um, services um, like some of the big chains do, the first thing you're going to get from your doctors is, why am I doing the same work for less money? It's like Mm-hmm. It's like I hear it so yeah. often. It's literally like burnt into my brain, right? And, and I get it, right? That's your livelihood. And so the first thing is, if I'm not discounting the services other than those, you know, those additional exams. But the nice thing about the additional exams are that's where you get a lot of extra compliance. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we work with the doctors on is, hey, uh, and we do um, with all of our customers, we track uh, non-wellness pet spend. And we track that to wellness pet spend. So you can kind of say, hey, what are what are wellness pets doing? And it's almost always close to 3x. So if your average non-wellness is $400, it's about $1,200 mm-hmm. for the um, wellness pet. And that's in-plan services options and out-of-plan services. So the first thing we try to help the doctor understand is, hey, just as an FYI, your compliance rate with what you want them to do is over 90%. You're seeing these twice a year, so they listen to you more, they do more, they take your recommendations. There's less angst for you, frankly, because they're just listening to you and not challenging things because they know Mm -hmm. they can get spread things out and whatnot. So the first thing is, hey, the experience for you as a doctor is better, and frankly, you make more with wellness plans because they're just doing more in the same visit than you would on a non-wellness pet. So that's the reality, and the math has pointed to it over and over and over. The... The flip side, and so, and if you're not really discounting the services by much, and in ours, we we do radius based, we do market based pricing analysis for our customers, and so we tell you if there's do not discount unless there's unless you know why you're doing it. Um, if you're doing it because you say, hey, I have a competitor literally like three blocks away, and it's like on. I mean, they are. It's to go, you know. Then we're going, okay. Well, then you got to think about it. But if you're saying, hey, it's me versus a big box carrier, going, you're a local brand, you can price more. Don't worry about it. And so that starts the process. And if, and if there's no discount, then the, then the doctor's like, hey, great, that sounds awesome. Um, if there is, then you have to kind of work through that. So we start off with that. Um, and then we kind of make sure that all of the numbers are tracked. And so as your plans grow, because we, we do treatment plans as well. So diabetes plans, Cushing's added. I mean, we do a bunch of other things too. And in some of those, there's things that you may or may not compensate the veterinarian on, right? Or you may say, hey, I'm not going to compensate you at full boat. So we realized, hey, these plans can get pretty evolved. I mean, some of our puppy plans, people are doing um, some genetic testing stuff in there now and, you know, bark box stuff. I mean, all kinds of fun stuff that makes total sense. But you're, I'm not going to pay the veterinarian on that. Right. Um, or I'm going to pay them to sm- maybe $5 instead of 20% or something. So we make sure all, you have all of that flexibility so that based on how you want to compensate the doctor to make sure they're feeling right about the whole thing, because that's super important. Um, you have the ability to do that in our system. And again, the practice management systems aren't really built to let you do that. Um, it's kind of like, hey, it's 20% for everything they do type of thing. So that's the first thing is making sure we have that. And then really it's, um, you know, I, universally doctors are paid on the services they do. And so when you run our, our production pay reports, it's going to say, hey, based on the date that you pick, it's going to say, hey, between the date range that you wanted, this was kind of what was done. And based on what they're entitled to and how much what services in the plan were subject to production pay. It does all the math and kind of gives you a nice detail sheet so that you can easily kind of add that into it. And you also have the details so that the doctor can see, because sometimes, you know, they want to see, Hey, what, what kind of, what, what are the wellness services I'm doing? And, sure. and we're like hey, full transparency is super important with, with, with everybody. And so that's why we make sure you have all the detail you need. 
that, that's awesome. That makes a ton of sense. Uh, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about how uh, VCP works with the practice management systems, right? Because we've got we've got a bunch of different players in the space. Everybody's you know kind of got different things. Uh, they're notoriously difficult to deal with in some cases <laughs> and, and integrate into. Walk uh, walk me through that. Yeah, and so you know it's interesting because we have sister companies in other spaces that um, like human dental and stuff, and and in those. They have APIs and you just integrate with practice management systems. So that is our strong preference, FYI. Um, we've actually <laughs> three practice management systems that we're willing to do so. Um, we have a, the one we just did recently, which, which is great. Um, and, you know, so our preference would be, hey, let's integrate tightly. Um, that being said, um, like you said, they don't always play nicely. And so we said, well, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. The easy way would be, <laughs> I would integrate with you. The hard way is I'm going to make it uh, as easy as possible. So, so we, we've pretty much worked with every practice management system. Um, we, we've, I think we've run out of the edge cases that, you know, have like, you know, 10 in the industry. Right. Um, and it took a while, but, um, so we do, we have a couple of ways we do it. Um, if there's an automation flow, which is, um, some of the practice management systems allow you to schedule reports that run. Basically, we're grabbing invoice line items. And so we set up an automation that drops that, and then our software picks it up and loads it. You don't have to do anything. Um, some practice management systems don't have an automation flow. And then so that means our practice has to um, you know, run a report or grab the file and then just manually load it once a week in the system, and we can do that. Um, the other option, too, is that we work with uh, we uh, vet, uh, Vetris Connect and uh, Ally DVM. So if you have Ally DVM or Vetris Connect, we're going, hey, we can actually piggyback on those and make that all work too. So we've kind of, like I said, we it's like one way or the other, we're making this happen, right? The and and so if if for some reason something's not supported by Vetris Connect, which is not too many, um, we have a plan B. So it always happens. Um, so yeah, so there's that side, and then on the check-in side, we actually have a neat little app that basically it looks kind of like Google. Um, it basically is just a screen with an empty line and you type the pet's name in and it's going to pull back and it works really well on a, on a cell phone. It's going to pull back um, one little row that's a, that has a, a, a icon that says, hey, does a person owe you money or are you good to go? Pretty simple. Um, if they owe you money, then we're saying, hey, before you check them in, you should probably get them current on their bill. Not too often people are like, hey, I'm going to come in and see if I can get services even knowing I owe you money. Pretty brazen. Right. Um, but there are some brazen people out there, right? And so, um, and so you'll tell that. But the other thing is we have a travel sheet that tells you, hey, here's what's available. Here's what's been used. Here's what's available. And it actually, since it's a responsive design in the exam room, you can pull up your cell phone and you can see it right there. You can print the PDF. So depending on the workflow of the practice, you can print it, you can attach it, you can send it, you can pull it up in the treatment room. But that way you know exactly what you have at your fingertips when you're talking to the pet owner. Well, and but I will say, kind of I, I love, I love what you guys have done in terms of integrating Bob with, with so many of the partners. And I will also say for our manager and owner listeners who are like, I don't want to have to upload a report. Um, that seems like a lot of work. The workload to do the plans yourself in your practice is about a million times more than that. <laughs> 
So I having having taken that hard road previously, I will say that like the, even the idea of just being able to, you know, run a set of reports, I mean, we're all pulling KPIs on a regular basis. So um, being able to just pull a report out of Aftermark and upload it if I had to, like that just seems so like to me, being able to automate a lot of the wellness um, plan features, having moved into um, a clinic where there is a system and a, and a process in place has just been a dream compared to the the stress of trying to do it yourself. Because you totally can. And like you mentioned, there are there are PIMs that have it set up and that offer a wellness plan option, but it is so complicated. And I think that's why a lot of practices were very early on tried it and it failed miserably and we're like, hell no, I'm never doing wellness plans ever again. (laughs) So that's what, that's what I love about being able to talk to practices and have the conversation. And that's been some of the conversation certainly within our own uncharted community has been like, well, that was 10 years ago. You guys (laughs) think about what our medicine was like six months ago, let alone 10 years ago. It's the same with technology and, and companies, you know, like, like you guys, um, BCP being able to really give you kind of an easy button to to make this happen in practice, which I love. Yeah. I uh, I love this topic. I I love that, that this is a thing more and more practices are doing. I I really do think this is the future. I I would I would love for us as an industry to get over to subscription plans, yeah. uh, more towards subscription plans where there's a bill that gets paid every month and it spreads the uh, the financial hit across a year. I think it's better for the pet owners. I think it's better for us. I think it takes money from being front and center in so much of this and moves it over to its place off to the side. And just, I, I think, um, as someone who believes that being able to do the work that we want to do is so important for for wellness. So I, this, is, this is what gives the job meaning. I, I just, I... I, I love the work you guys are doing at VCP. Um, I, I want to see our industry continue to move in this direction. So, Bob, th- thanks a lot for being here today. Um, where, where can people, uh, where can they reach you? Where can they learn more about VCP? Yeah, if you um, go to uh, www.vcp.bet, you'll find out um, we have lots of information on there. Uh, I think we kind of touched on our treatment plans and lifestyle plans, which are kind of the evolution of wellness because they start going into chronic illness stuff. And that actually, kind of to your point, doctor, the um, subscription plans is really a good way to think about it because wellness was what a big brand kind of popularized, but chronic treatment, lifestyle, things like boarding, grooming, things like that. You know, we like to make sure our practices say, hey, you don't have to do it all at once, but just know that you may want to do it in a year. And what you want to do, what you don't want to be doing is switching, you know, strategies to say, oh, I do want to do that now. So you'll see a lot of good material there on kind of the evolution of what we're seeing. Um, and I'm uh, just Bob.Richardson at VCP.Vet. Yeah, my my belief is um, that these these plans go a lot like cell phone plans, where when I started with my cell phone, I had like the minimum data package. You know what I mean? And then yep. that lasted, that lasted, for, and I kept kind of running into the top of it and then being like, you know what? I'm going to just give me the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's text I'm messaging, right now I'm yeah, the whole thing. Plan and my kids watch movies on my phone. <laughs> uh, but you know, but, but I think a lot of parents, they, they, they want to try a small plan and just see how it works and make sure you're going to take care of them. And, and, and it's nice for us because you get to know people and, and sort of work with them a little bit. Um, I, I just, I think that just getting the plans going, I, I love the fact that you guys have upward mobility to move as much as they want to move to get services included in their package. So 
anyway, I, I think it's great. I, I really appreciate you being here. Guys, we'll put links uh, down in the show notes to yeah. get you guys where you need to be. Stephanie, do you have any parting thoughts? No, I love it. Thanks. Thanks for being here, Bob. This is, this is fun. I love, uh, you know, having wellness plans in the clinic. I'm a, I'm a huge advocate and really, I mean, for our listeners, which are owners and managers, for me, this is a no brainer to some, to, to, for, for 99.9% of the practices out there because it makes my job easier. Yeah. It's work to set up and yeah, you have to think about things, but um, you know, having a partner like VCP makes it so easy to say, this is what I want. Now you do all the things and I can focus on what's happening in the practice. And, and all of that runs in the background, which I think is, is a perfect world. So I love it. I'm glad we, we talked about this. Thanks for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you. Guys, that's what I got for us today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. I, uh, man, I, I love this conversation. I think wellness plans are the future in a lot of ways. I think we need to get clients over to a subscription type program for their pet care. I just think it's how everybody's paying for everything these days. I, I don't want us to be an anomaly. I want us to be able to spread costs out and help pet owners get the services and the care for their pets that they need. With that, guys, let's keep being the people that our pets deserve. I'll see you next week. Bye.